Today's episode is sponsored by the letter B for Bottle and the African Nation of Botswana. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for taking the time to tune in today to meet me on Planet 3. I am your host, Deanna Hoffman, a parent of two young children, an experienced science educator, and an environmental advocate. The Meet Me on Planet 3 podcast features actions that folks like you are taking to protect and preserve our amazing planet Earth. For episode seven, I bring you my interview with Seopedi Baitsili, founder of the Upcycle Project. Seo's mission is to better care for planet Earth by creatively reducing glass waste in Botswana one bottle at a time. Seopedi, thank you for being here. Hi, Diana. Great to finally meet you. Thank you so much for inviting me. And you're joining me all the way from Botswana, mm-hmm. and I'm in Newton, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. So we are far away right now. But so this is amazing that we can do this. So amazing. The Upcycle Project mission mm-hmm. is to better care for Earth by reducing glass waste and turning it into various products for sale. Mm-hmm. And you you said, in, I quote, reducing waste one bottle at a time. Yes. Talk to me about the Upcycle Project. What do you create? How do you come mm-hmm. up with the themes and designs? Who are your mm-hmm. customers? Where did you get the idea? Tell me everything. I started the Upcycle Project. It's a small green business um, last year in December 2020. Because of the lockdown, I, I was home. Everybody's home. Couldn't go to work. So I found I had a lot of time to explore my other talents, I suppose. There were bottles lying around the, the yard. So I thought I could do something with this. So that's when the Upcycle project was birthed. At the moment, I'm hand painting bottles. Um, I'm not doing any cutting. I plan to do cutting and make glasses and all sorts of other things. But right now, I'm just pen painting for decorative purposes. So just painted bottles and also um, I started making lamps. In terms of inspiration, I guess I could say African print is my main inspiration. So a lot of African designs. I have Mali print. I don't know if you know of the Mali print. Also locally, there's a pottery project. I've been inspired by some of their designs. That's where my inspiration comes from. And what were you doing before you started the Upcycle Project? For the past seven years, I've been working as a social consultant in the environmental consulting industry. So that's what I'm still doing at the moment as a freelancer for mining projects, doing environmental impact assessments and social impact assessments. My title was a sociologist or social researcher. You already were interested in the environment before the Upcycle Project. Yes, I had the background of the environmental issues. Yeah. And then you were locked down because of COVID. Mm -hmm. How did Botswana fare during COVID? There's been much economic impact, lots of jobs, pay cuts, health-wise as well, limited access to the vaccine. We're dealing with that challenge at the moment. There are people getting vaccinated at the moment. Still waiting to get my turn. Right now, I'm dealing with the whole challenge of, am I really making a difference? Because, I mean, (laughs) like I say, one bottle at a time. But 
in the grander scheme of things, it's not really that much. It's just small scale difference. The real change needs to come from businesses and the packaging that they use and all of that. So, but I mean, that doesn't mean we should just sit and watch all this waste, you know, happen and all our landfills getting filled with all these non-biodegradable products. Another thing that I'm doing is environmental education in my community in the area that I live in. I'm running an educational campaign called Ntulele Moskaftining. It's hashtag Ntulele Moskaftining. It's very much similar to Bring Your Own Container. I know overseas you do that. It's in Setswana, my language. It's hashtag Ntulele Moskaftining. So the literal translation is dish in the container for me, whatever food, you know, that you're buying. So it's similar to Bring Your Own Container. I just translated it to our local languages. So it's more relatable. So there's a lot of food trucks starting up at the moment. I think one of the reasons is because the lack of jobs, the high unemployment rates. I mean, a lot of people are having to start small businesses and, you know, take care of their own livelihoods. So the food truck owners use styrofoam packaging, which we know is not biodegradable. It takes think 500 years or something like that it's crazy so I was looking at that and I thought no this (laughs) we cannot be using this amount of styrofoam every single day you know look at the whole country there's food trucks everywhere it's a real challenge so I went to my local council and brought the idea to them they incorporated it into their cleaner Tokweng strategy I live in a neighborhood called Tokweng So at least it's being implemented in the local level in my area. As to whether they're doing it is another thing altogether. So I went back to the ladies that I spoke to and where I put up posters about information about styrofoam. And most people are not bringing their own containers, I guess, because of, I mean, convenience. So far, I'm just giving out information. I think with time, I'm hoping it'll get better. Yeah. And I agree with you. I also feel like I'm one person. What impact am I really having? But then I speak to people like you and I think by sharing all of your ideas, you really are making an impact because it does start with one bottle Mm. and collectively it does make a difference. And also I agree with you, the policies and the businesses need to change because that really Mm -hmm. is the bigger thing. There are businesses that that sell biodegradable products. There are restaurants that have adopted that. But on a larger scale, talking about policies, it's not, it hasn't been implemented. And I do plan to approach them about it. The city I live in recently banned styrofoam containers for businesses. That's great. It's, it's It's a huge challenge. But I mean... We can produce an alternative. I know in Australia, there's a company called The Great Wrap. The plastic that we use to cover our our fruits and stuff, they use potato peel waste to make the plastic wrap. We just need to do it. We can sit back and say, what can I do? I'm one person. Or we can do something and feel productive and, and try to spread that to other people. Yes, I do get discouraged when I think about the the small changes that I'm making, you know, and, you know, how the educational campaign I'm doing, how slow it is to get moving. It does get discouraging, but I think about how education, 
it's a process. We can't, I can't expect big change after a few months. Right. So I mean, I'm hoping when I, when I approach government that the change will will be much larger. Yeah, and I think your bottles and your lamps now, mm-hmm. they're a symbol of hope. Mm-hmm. What made you think to do this project in particular? Painting or art is already in me. My brother is an artist, actually based in the U.S. My mom collects antique furniture. She's into interior designing. So it's already within my family. They rubbed up all of that on me. So it was just, it was following me all along. The inspiration was right there. I just needed to do it. Thanks to COVID, <laughs> life slowed down. I thought about my gifts and I stopped to see, oh my gosh, there is waste lying around the place. There's so many bottles. There's so much styrofoam trash. There's something we need to do about this. So in the slowing down, I was able to think and finally get this started. One of my latest collections is inspired by the Okavango Delta. It's an inland delta system in here in Botswana. Very popular tourist attraction. The meandering of the the river, the Okavango River, inspired the design that I have for one of my collections. So at the same time, you know, I'm <laughs> spreading this awareness about our natural beauty and heritage and how we need to protect that. At the same time, like, producing this art that people can hopefully buy. And who are your customers? I do attend flea markets, farmer's markets. That's where I sell from. There are two shops that I've approached that have been kind enough to offer me shelf (laughs) shelf space in their shops. So I'm selling from there as well. I'm hoping to open an online store in the months to come. Yeah, so people that view my, my Instagram page get to buy from me and from my markets as well. I'm curious why you chose glass bottles in particular. There's a safari company here in Botswana that crushes bottles and makes bricks out of the glass. Only one company, though, in the whole country recycle that I know of. I just found that glass is easier to paint, easy to handle, it's hard. And I guess because I love pottery, it's shaped like pottery products. But I am struggling with packaging. I'm trying to find biodegradable packaging for my products. Um, at the moment, I'm wrapping them in like newspaper. I'm reusing newspapers. But for my customers that are live further distances, I'll need to find something better. That's my challenge. Where do you think your interest in caring for the earth originally came from? I do appreciate the beauty of of our environment, but in terms of taking care of it, I'd say that it comes from my undergraduate experience, just what I learned, climate change and, and all of that. I majored in environmental and geographical sciences. What steered you in that direction, do you think? Why did you choose that for your major? I, I guess I'm a problem solver. It's just within me. I just want to help. You get what I mean? It's just in me. So when I was in my major, I learned about environmental impact assessments, which is a study that helps you investigate the potential impacts of a project, like a mining project. I'm a person that wants to know how can we avoid problems in our society, not just environmental, societal as well, being a sociologist, you know, other issues, 
I'm interested in culture, indigenous people, the environment. So just the link between all of that, that's my passion. Is there a big movement to combat climate change and support sustainable causes near you? In Botswana, there are NGOs, non-governmental organizations. There are youth groups. Green Habitat Botswana, there's Somaraland Tikoloho. There's not that many, to be honest, that focus on environment, but there are wildlife, ones based on like wildlife conservation and all of that. The support is really lacking. Do you think you might offer art classes or like a a bottle painting experience for people? It's a great idea. Definitely, I'm going to explore that. We do have paint and sip um, events where you get like a blank canvas. But with this, I hope people would be interested in painting <laughs> a bottle. It all goes back to spreading that awareness too because mm-hmm. they're having a good time, they're painting the bottle, and they're mm-hmm. learning about why that's important. Like, why does it matter that we're reusing this bottle and not just throwing it in a in a sure. landfill? Is that where trash in Botswana goes? Does it yes. go to a landfill? Yeah, it goes yeah. in landfills. And making them aware that our landfills are filling up. We need to think about the future. It's definitely a good idea. I'll, I'll explore that when things get better with the COVID situation. At the moment, we aren't meeting. What would you say is the biggest climate threat in Botswana? Or the biggest issue with sustainability besides our litter and waste it's a climate issue it's drought that's the one that's affecting us the most not having enough rainfall but in terms of problems caused by humans i guess i would say it's it's waste and the way we handle it and our attitudes towards it was university or when you went to university was that the first exposure you had to this sort of education or do younger people in Botswana, are they exposed to sustainability and climate change education earlier? I'm not sure about the curriculum because I did my early schooling here until grade seven. I'm not sure. I think that's elementary school. And then I did my high schooling in South Africa. So I'm not quite sure about the curriculum here, but I do think they have exposure to these issues. Education is like readily available for everybody there's overload of information it's just now you know changing our our behavior towards the environment our hearts towards the environment I think that's the biggest issue for me our attitudes so the real change needs not in our homes you know as parents we need to support all of that you know we need to lead by example I think that's how we'll really get into it So is there anything else you would want people to hear? Anything else I didn't ask you about that you want to share about your work or the environment or Mm -hmm. things you're working on? There's this quote. It's by David Orr from one of his books. I think about this quote a lot and I think it shapes my thinking and the way I do things. It reads, the plain fact is that the planet does not need more successful people but it does desperately need more peacemakers, healers, restorers, storytellers, and lovers of every shape and form. It needs people who live well in their places. It needs people of moral courage, willing to join the fight to make the world habitable and humane. And these needs have little to do with the success as our culture has defined it. 
this is amazing an amazing coat. It covers a lot and I think we all need to think about it, be challenged by it and change the way we do things, change the way we view success. Because that alone I think contributes to the environmental challenges that we see right now. Because the focus is about accumulation, owning more, making more, and that that has not worked for us. It's not working for us. So we need to change our mindsets. That's the last thing I'd love to share with everybody. Sayo, thank you so much for meeting me on Planet 3 today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that you viewed my page. This is really encouraging for me, by the way. It's really motivating me to keep going. I'm going to do that. Thank you. Thank you to Seopedi Baitsili for inspiring us to make a difference, one bottle at a time. Seo's beautifully transformed glass can be viewed on this week's blog post at meetmeonplanet3.com, as well as the Upcycle Project Instagram page at t.u.p.underscore. To summarize the lessons from today's episode, Number one, it's never too late to be kind to Earth. Think about your own talents and how they can be used to make this world a better place. When we all work together, we see bigger changes. Number two, do what you can to educate and encourage businesses and government to be more sustainable. That is where the bigger difference is going to be seen. Number three, we need to change our mindsets so our society is less focused on what we can accumulate and instead focus on how we can be more sustainable. And number four, packaging is one example of waste that can and should be changed. Hashtag Bring your own container. Thank you for taking the time to meet me on Planet 3. Subscribe today, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, and check out my blog at meetmeonplanet3.com. And please email me with topic suggestions or questions. Deanna at meetmeonplanet3.com. That's D-E-A-N-N-A at meetmeonplanet3.com.